All right, Illinois football off to a 1-0 and start. Got a couple big games coming up. A lot of excitement in the community. Becoming a football school? No, but things are better, I think, under Brett Bielma than they've been in a while. Unfortunately for him, like Illinois is a basketball school. Has been and will remain so um, unless things change drastically on the football end. Of course, you know, basketball could help itself by putting together a little more postseason success. All right, Richie will uh, break down multiple sports today. He'll talk basketball recruiting. He'll talk about this week's trip to Kansas where there is some basketball interaction involved in this week's podcast. Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Good Tuesday afternoon. How weird is that? Usually it's Monday morning. It's Tuesday afternoon. Scott Ritchie um, kind of protesting uh, his lack of pay, uh, his newsroom desk, his car that he gets to travel to Kansas in. Uh, all of the above. He decided to delay this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. But we've talked him into rejoining us for a, an abbreviated version. Yeah, well, just wait till I have like a real Jonathan Taylor holdout. This is Jim Rosso, Vice President of News, alongside Ed Bond, our uh, 40, what, five-year producer. He was commenting over the weekend uh, during the 1983 reunion at Memorial Stadium that there were two people in the press box that were there back in 83. Ed Bond, Lauren Tate. Okay. I wasn't born yet. Don't bring that up, whippersnapper. Watch your mouth, Scott Ritchie. The reason you're fine, you're listening to this a day late and a dollar short is because of Labor Day. We let Scott have no, we didn't let him. <laughs> Come on, so, I'm me? sorry, Wait, I took the day yeah, off. I say, where was that sentence going? Because I re- <laughs> I remember working yesterday. All right, I was in beautiful uh, St. Louis, Missouri, where it was like a thousand degrees. Scott Ritchie was over at Memorial Stadium uh, celebrating with the Illini their last second win. Always good to see Caleb Griffin. One of and this is where the basketball part comes into it. Caleb Griffin was a was a contributor for a pretty doggone good Danville Vikings team back in the day. Basketball. Yeah. I mean, you're the Illinois kicker. Was a four-sport athlete in high school, and I think he was like an all-area athlete in all four sports as well. I keep hearing about Keith Randolph being the best hooper, and he was doggone good for a state champ, right? You say like he won a right. couple state titles with Belleville West. I, he doesn't like to mention the fact that EJ Liddell was also on that team who you know was in the NBA. Um, and for one of those, uh, Malachi Smith, I think Illinois fans will remember him for Chattanooga mm-hmm. and last year at Gonzaga. But you know, Keith, he was obviously the the central focus of those state title teams. All right. If you well, ask Keith. As a father of two Central Maroons, I had a chance to see both those players in action against my kids. So I'd put them on the same team. Both complementary role players in basketball that turned out to be pretty good football players. Yeah, and I mean, I w- didn't celebrate the win. I just celebrated the fact I got every hole of my copy in before deadline. Um, but, you know, it was almost a loss, but, you know, it wasn't. So, then Illinois fans can still feel pretty good, I guess. You, know, you got to feel it. good about it. I mean, really, a loss would have been bad. It would have been bad. Yeah, a win is a, it will help, right? Yeah. <laughs> when yeah, when I mean, you're starting to add them up and trying to get into a better bowl game and, well, it does nothing for the Big Ten race, but it keeps you in contention. Listen to me, Scott Ritchie, to be 
ranked in the top 25 after week three? Yes, potentially. I mean, there's a lot of things that have to happen between now and then, including beating Kansas on Friday in Lawrence and the. That's a lock. No, maybe not. No, I, um, then I'm, the certainly the taller task would be beating a top ten Penn State team, like top seven Penn State team mm-hmm. um, in Champaign. Looked pretty good. Penn State did got a quarterback this year. That's a little better than Drew Aller is going to be pretty good. Yeah, but uh, Penn State has been known to disappoint uh, under James Franklin. Yeah, never in Champaign though. I, they've I, the times I've seen Penn State play in Champaign have not gone well for Illinois. Of course, there was always the nine overtime. I game. I was going to say fiasco because that's what it felt like watching it. Um, but we'll see. Well, here's the deal, Scott Ritchie. While you were working, while you were sweating your tail off Saturday, uh, pumping out copy and tweets and videos and everything, I was for the first time, I would say in six years, again, free of children, uh, working the News Gazette tailgate tent. And I'm Okay, I meandered about a little bit. I, say, I, uh, I skirted yeah. some of my duties. Let's say work. To, <laughs> to rejoin my uh, former faithful out in Lot 31. And I will tell you, it was a football atmosphere, which I can't maybe say I've experienced in a while here. Yeah, it's been a while. Okay. Um, also, so just think what it could be in two weeks yeah, is what I'm um, trying to get to. But to you know, circle us back to basketball. Oh. For inside Illini basketball, um, the team, some of the Illini players were out and about on Saturday, they tailgating were. and at the game. Okay, I missed them. Yeah, I think they were. Please tell. I think they were actually in lot thirty-one. So okay, must have missed them. But um, no, Coleman Hawkins was at the game because he sat next to Brandon Pajimski um, at Memorial Stadium. You know, Brandon was back in town, I guess, to see his his buddies. You know, first-round pick, of course, of the Golden State Warriors. But um, Terrence Shannon was there, Luke Goody. Um, who else is he? Dre Gibbs-Lawhorn. Because it, was, it wasn't maybe the big recruiting weekend of the month because that's going to happen at the Penn State game. But there was uh, multiple um, prospects on campus, uh, mostly in the 2025 and 2026 classes, I think, Um Two two guys from Milwaukee teammates, Jamari and Bateman and Devin Brown. Bateman has an offer, Brown does not, but they were both um I think both twenty point per game plus scores as see they're twenty sophomores for <coughs> Milwaukee Academy of Science, um last year. Uh, so they were on campus and then uh twenty twenty six guard Dijon Hall out of Indianapolis, um He's going to go to Pike this year after playing at Tenley last year, but he took a visit and got an offer. So hmm. football weekends can be basketball weekends too. Well, good to know. It wasn't uh, uh, Coleman Hawkins. I also saw visited, speaking of football, he was out at Muhammad Seymour High School on Friday. I don't know if you caught that piece of social media. I was curious as to what brought him to Bulldog territory. It's- it's not the first high school football game he's been to. Like he shows up occasionally. Okay. Just likes to be out and about. Good for Coleman. Like that. Yeah, and like I mean there's a portion of the Illinois fan base that is virulently anti Coleman Hawkins. Um you know, I post you know, one of my good morning line of nations about him and then the replies were kind of fifty fifty was like 
glad to have him back group and then the this guy needs to get out of here group. I don't understand it. Like, has he fully tapped into all this potential that Brad Underwood talked about? No, but like he only doesn't win 20 games mm-hmm. last year without Coleman Hawkins. I, I don't understand why he gets so much hate. All right, Inside Illini Basketball. Every Monday, usually, this is a Labor Day, Labor Day delayed podcast. Um, as Richie said, follow along with him every morning inside Illini. No, I'm sorry. Good morning, Illini Nation. It now plays second fiddle. They can't wait for Saturdays. I really don't think it does, but. Which is Bob Osmussen's daily football morsels. Let's, let's call them. up the metrics. <laughs> there goes Richie going data diving again early in the podcast. Uh, I see you made a social media call out for questions as a way to appease the anxious fan base wanting to know where the heck your uh, Richie is on this Labor Day. You got some questions. I got some questions. We'll we'll get to them. Okay. You go first. All right. Well, got a really good one here from Stephen Pearsall. I just really like this question. It's if Ty Rogers plays up to a B version of Jalen Pickett booty ball. What is the ceiling for Illinois this year? Hmm. So we got to figure out like what's a B version of Jalen Pickett booty ball, and let's call what Jalen Pickett did last year like the A plus version because he was an All American against Illinois, especially. Yeah, but also an All American for the season. Yeah, because that's how it works. Um, Average seventeen point seven points, seven point four rebounds, six point six assists. Shot fifty one percent overall, thirty eight percent from three, seventy six percent. In the free throw line. So that's the A-plus version because that kind of stat line, essentially averaging 18, 7, and 7, doesn't happen very often. I think the last player to put up those kind of numbers for a season was Denzel Valentine at Michigan State, um, and he was the national player of the year. Uh, Jalen Pickett just had the unfortunate place of playing in the same season as Zach Eady, who also put up historical numbers um, on a better team, at least in the regular season. Um, so a B version of that, what do you want to call it, like 13 points, five rebounds, five assists? Like if Ty Rogers does that, plus Terrence Shannon, plus Coleman Hawkins, Marcus Damask, just that whole very veteran group, like that makes Illinois, I think it, Answers the point guard question because he will be averaging in this scenario five assists a game. Um, I think that puts Illinois like elite eight caliber team, at least. Mm. He has the body to play booty ball, I would say. Yeah, because he's even a little bigger than Jalen Pickett. I mean, he's a couple inches taller than Jalen Pickett, and um, he's actually trimmed down a little bit weight wise, I think. Well, but maybe not because he's. I think he's just more muscular. You know this over his summer workouts with Adam Fletcher. So, a B version of booty ball from Ty Rogers like that raises Illinois' floor and ceiling considerably. Because right now, like I feel like it's it feels to me like it, it's a little bit like just run back last year. Twenty wins, make the NCAA tournament, hope for more. But if Ty Rogers is that good, like. You could hope for maybe significantly more. Craig Bodnick checked in with a bunch of questions. Best one was uh, wanted to know if Illinois had investigated bringing in one of those Korean players to help with free throw shooting. I don't know if you saw it over the weekend at there the, was a at the World Cup to to bank in 
the free throws, not just to swish them. Yeah. But to go for the the white square behind the rim. This, I like that. Yeah, the straight on bank though. I, it's it seems tricky to me, but it I monkey around with a lot when I'm at my age now. I find myself shooting more free throws than actually playing. Okay. And if you it takes away the need for touch. <laughs> right? You just need target. I say less which touch. Could help Illinois cuz touches I like the idea. Yeah, I'm not opposed to any free throw method that means it goes in more often cuz there were some guys last year that were really bad free throw shooters. And we're going to mention Ty Rogers. Like, he was not a very good free throw shooter. Um, so if that's banking it in, if it goes in, I don't care how it, how it looks. If it's going the Rick Barry route and going underhand. Excuse me? You went you went old school on us, Scott Ritchie. Ed Bond is stunned. Yeah. That's his era. Because. I didn't think you acknowledged those players. I do. I, I am versed in basketball history. But it. Also, it had a brief comeback. Um, Rick's youngest son, like way youngest son, Canyon Barry, uh, played at Charleston and at Florida, I think. He shot for those like his dad, underhand. And he made a pretty good percentage. Um, I'm going to look it up real quick because, like, again, I'm for any methods where okay. the ball goes in. Yeah, he was in the Canyon Barry was an 81% free throw shooter. Like, Canyon. Canyon. Like Grand Canyon, hmm. um, much much younger brother of John and Brent and Drew. Names these days. Have you seen the the list of ten most popular names for boys and girls? I haven't. No. It's like a PGA leaderboard to me. I don't know what the <laughs> heck is is uh, being named these days. Meanwhile, after, what happened to Jim? There's not too many Jim. The last time you saw somebody named Jim. Like that's their given name? Not yeah. Just, no, James. Um, James. Come I on. I don't know. Robert. I'll, I'll just go my family. Sue, Jane, Barb. No. Not a, what not the a, heck happened? Well, people decided to be creative, <laughs> I guess. That's okay. I had uh, Dan from Champagne checking in with this one. Uh, do Brad Underwood and Bill Self, who apparently were on the radio again this uh, Saturday morning, pitching their pitching their charity game. Do they really like each other or are they just faking it? I think they really do. Because if you go, we're going to go back into history a little bit here. Um, When Brad Underwood was a player and going on. A player or a player? A basketball player and going on recruiting visits. And as we're talking, this is the, the early 80s. His host on his visit to Oklahoma State was Bill Self. They go way back. Okay. And apparently, um, because they did the FaceTime video type thing right. to announce their the charity game, uh, everything that was left on the cutting room floor of that would turn out to be like a 90-second video. There's minutes and minutes and minutes of them hmm. just cracking... Okay. Each other. Uh, where's Georgie B? It's a question. Like, all right, just is this like not, a, t- this not moment, a tough question at this moment? I don't know where he is on t- Tuesday, September fifth, but he did play um, in the G League this past season uh, with the College Park 
Skyhawks, and that's the college park in Georgia, not in Maryland. Um, and then this summer, like he did last summer, um, he played in the whatever the Canadian Basketball League is because it's a a summer league. So he's just just playing and playing well. Like I saw a couple of highlights on Twitter from his time in Canada. I had a, like a game winner. Like George is just living his best basketball life. Okay. Um, another question. Thank you for, for sending these our way this week. Maybe we'll resume. We did this back in the day, but then uh, Richie got upset. A couple uh, of personal and I got questions. one more Georgie update. He apparently okay. is going to play in Taiwan this coming season. So, hmm. It's a big change because he's been in the G League since his time. Is it a good change? Go to Taiwan? Make more money. Okay. And if <laughs> the way Ravante Rice dominated the Taiwanese league, um, I think Georgia could do okay. Uh, I'm talking like Ray put up numbers in Taiwan this year or last year. This question, no name, but maybe it's from Robin. Sounds like your your mother because okay. it starts with, I enjoyed your column. I've. She's not the only one that well, I'm just saying. sends me those. I enjoyed your, <laughs> I enjoyed your column about uh, Nebraska volleyball. You mentioned Iowa basketball. Why don't the Illini basketball teams do something quirky like Iowa is doing? Iowa, if, uh, if you didn't read Scott Ritchie's excellent column, uh, is going to play a women's, what, practice or scrimmage? Exhibition. Exhibition outside at uh, yeah, Kinnick, against, Kinnick against Stadium? Against the ball at, at the football stadium. Okay. Um, are they are they going to position the court to sell out like uh, Nebraska did? Kind of. Well, make the most of it. Kinnick holds like sixty eight, sixty nine thousand. I right. think they've sold apparently forty thousand tickets already. Okay. Um, I don't know if they'll get the sellout. Um, okay. But like they've done things like that before. I know because like they had a wrestling match against Oklahoma State maybe at Kinnick. Um, but like it was, they played a night game. The football team did, and so they wrestled it like at noon. Um, so they've done something like this before. But like they, Nebraska can do with a different volleyball because it's Nebraska and it's volleyball. Like it's the most well-supported program in the country. Iowa can do what they're doing, basketball, women's basketball-wise, because they have a generational talent in Caitlin Clark. Illinois, I don't know that I'd recommend doing that. Either of those things, volleyball or basketball, women's basketball at Memorial Stadium, because I'm not sure the the ticket sales would be there necessarily. Um, maybe men's basketball, but I think Illinois men's and women's basketball should like bring back like the Midnight Madness type deal. Hmm. Like, those are always fun, and like do it together, and like maybe have a you know. A scrimmage where like you mix and match the teams, I mean, just something fun like that. They've tried it in the past. They've once had uh, basketball workout at Memorial Stadium after a football game. I think it was a loss. That was the problem because <laughs> everyone had already left. It was like ah, I'm a, you know, give me to the tailgate, drown my sorrows. I'm not going to watch the team. But they tried that. They remember when they tried it on Green Street? Yeah, it was like John Gross's first. Great season, idea. Maybe? Like that's a that's a that's where I'd do it. Yeah, Ed Bond likes that idea why not the quad right you got 
I mean, smart folks on campus can figure out how to do a safe basketball court right there in the middle of the quad. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Something like that. Something. Because, like, the there are, like, juices that, flowing. there are Midnight Madness-type deals at other places still. Like, Kansas is going to have one. And bring in some rap star again. Not Snoop Dogg. That didn't go yeah. over particularly well the first time. Go to newsgazette.com if you want to read Snoop Dogg's uh, tour writer. That uh, we, we do this once a week. Jeff Delessio, our editor, it was spectacular. Snoop Dogg's. I don't know if you had a chance to see it, Scott Ritchie. I, th- I think I missed that one. Yeah. Go back and find it. I can only imagine. Different polls apparently are part of the, <laughs> the writer. Uh, question, who is the next great recruit to sign with the beloved Illini in the spirit of Io and Kofi? will take us to the regular season promised land. Notice he didn't say the yeah, I mean, that's, postseason promised yeah. land. Well, so who's the next? Uh, make it to the uh, second I was weekend, in town first. this weekend, I see. Going to be signing autographs. Signing, yeah. Okay. Who's the next one there, Smarty? I'm not totally unsure. Like, it's not just Merez Johnson. So I think he's being undervalued in the recruiting rankings. Because he's not quite as high as Io was. It's actually a little higher than Kofi. But like he was the Peach Jam MVP. Mean Streets was really good. Um, put up good numbers as a junior at St. Rita. He's going to be the focal point at Thornton as a senior. Um, I think he... I mean, it's different because like, he's not a guard. I mean, Kofi wasn't either, but Kofi had Io. And that's when I think... Those two together was when Elmoy was at its best. You have two All-Americans. Um, but I think Marez Johnson's really good. Um, and just everything, you know, people, I've heard about, about him from other people is like just his motor is just nonstop. And like, I think fans appreciate a guy like that. But like if he can do what he does now and then maybe on like what Kofi never truly managed was, you know, just, push his shooting range out a little bit. I didn't have to be a three-point shooter, but okay. just mid-range shots. I, I love the mid-range. Um, I think Merez could be good. Otherwise, I don't know. Like high school recruiting so different now because that, the next person to sign with Illinois that could push them over the top is probably a transfer because it'll be a 21-year-old who's so got... fun. Well, that's just sort of just the, saying. Sort of the reality. Is like you don't know who that guy could be until... March. Enjoyed seeing Red Grange in the tailgate area. This reader says, what does that version look like in basketball? Well, maybe he's asking he or she, I shouldn't assume it's a um, male, right? There's a fun Red Grange fact about okay. what they're doing now because they have Wait, the, the race. Right. And uh, Let me understand. Red doesn't start. 23 yards behind him. No, like they started at the same spot. That makes no sense. It doesn't. Whatsoever. They ruined a potential good idea. Yeah, because like if you, it's supposed to be like the beat the Mr. Freeze or whatever it is. In baseball, right? Where you give the guy hope. Yeah, and then you smoke. Like he's going to win, he's going to win. No. (laughs) Here comes red, and they messed it up. Yeah, but um, the red that runs and the red that circulates in Grange Grove, two different people. Oh, of course. The the club track athlete is the runner. Yeah, and a hired actor is the person. Nice guy. 
met him. Not the runner, who could be nice too, I guess. Yeah, probably. But the actor was a sweating mess because it was a hundred degrees, <laughs> and he's got leather helmets on. And but he smiled for every picture, including and, the picture on A one of your Sunday print edition. Yeah, probably wearing a wool jersey. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the the basketball version of that, uh, I don't. Is, is there that that person? I mean, yeah, do we go like way back, like Red Grange? Because like, well, you don't it, have a Red Grange, do you? I mean, you got what's your what's your closest to Red Grange in basketball? Ed Bond is it? Is it Lou Henson? Is it is it a coach? Yeah, maybe Lou. Or I mean, do you bring back are you just, just like the the Whiz Kids? Gene Vance, maybe Johnny Kerr. I don't know. Because I mean, at this point, you could still just have like. D or Darren show up and just there you be D or Darren. <laughs> yeah, play those guys one on one at halftime. I'm sure probably no is the answer to that question. Yeah. Then there probably isn't uh, one over under on three point shooting this season. Better than last year? Probably because it'd be tough to be worse. It's been done, even at Illinois, but tough to be worse than the thirty percent they shot last year. I. I think they'll be better than that, but I, I'm not sold. They're going to be like way better. Like if if they shoot 33 percent from three, like that's still pretty mediocre, but it's an improvement. And I think that's 33, 34 percent probably where they land because I don't know that they really got a lot much better. Scott Ritchie, can you include the latest line with your predictions this season? That's a great question. Which predictions? Football or basketball? Because I do both. Well, I'm guessing that's basketball. Yeah, the thing. But I guess it could apply to football as well. I mean, the thing about the basketball lines is. It's a great question because everybody bets now. Yeah. I mean, I could. But when I have to, like, have all of what I write done for the next day's paper, either the line. Might not be out for basketball because if it doesn't come out till like the next morning, or it's going to be inaccurate. Sounds like an excuse, Scott Ritchie. That's exactly what it is. Because <laughs> like, I mean, I get like everybody bets. I don't. I don't really even follow. But it. you're doing a public service now. What used to be you you were enabling illegal activities. Now you're <laughs> a public service. Um, Illinois is a twelve point favorite. Yeah, still over Valpo. Still can't do that in Illinois. Sure, but you can go to make Covington. A quick, make a quick trip to Indiana. And have get the beef house. Seat. Have some rolls and throw down a grand. I'd probably bet. If, it, if we're talking the Valpo game, yeah. Wow. <laughs> really? I mean. You're just trying to be mean right now, aren't you? No. Well, you mentioned Valpo, and, you know, shout out to Roger Powell. His first job as a head coach, but, like, I don't think they're going to be any good. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an entirely brand new team. And I think it's going to be tough. I, and Back I, to the question. I guess yeah, sure I can. Another question: Is there in newsroom pressure on Richie to perform better on his predictions this year? I think I said signed last, Jim. I think I said last year. Um, if you want somebody else to do it, they're more than welcome to. For those listening, Richie went through a a disastrous stretch last season. Where he just couldn't pick a, a yeah. game to save his life. And I 100% <laughs> pass the buck and blame <laughs> Illinois for having a really chaotic season from a results standpoint. Like, 
Who would have ever thought that they'd lose three times to Penn State? <clears throat> Not me, because I certainly didn't pick it. Like, they were just so inconsistent that I think anyone picking the games would would have had trouble. Here's a good question. This might be the last one we get in today. We'll continue this. Feel free to tweet to Richie. Email us. Um, uh, uh, send us through threads. Any way you want to reach us, we'll get these questions. I'm not sure about threads, but maybe you can. I got okay. access to the News Gazette account, which is flourishing. Isn't hmm. that weird? People are still interested in threads. Yeah, for now. I don't know. Yeah, it grows by the day. Our Instagram page uh, just cracked 13,000. Congratulations to all those followers. It's pretty cool. Our Snapchat, Scott Ritchie, we cannot accept new friends because we have too many. How about that? It says so right there on the app. Really? Yeah, so I need to kick some people off. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know how to. (laughs) So I'm out of luck. Sorry if you're waiting in line. Anyway, back to the question. How close is Illinois to becoming a football school? It's a great question. Sure. Again, I I thought that maybe before Saturday I would have said that's eons away. But it had that feeling. I'm telling you, Scott Ritchie. And I still would say not particularly close to becoming a football school. There's a lot of ground to make up in that race. Um, Now, if they sort of cheat a little bit and start at the same spot, like Red Grange did, uh, the faux Red Grange, then maybe. But, like, I think... Just look at the charity exhibition game against Kansas. Like the tickets are more for that game than I think any other game on the schedule, and I believe there's zero doubt that it will be a sellout. Now I get that selling out Memorial Stadium takes many more people because it's like a sixty thousand whatever capacity as opposed to fifteen thousand five hundred and forty-four. But yeah, it's just. Still basketball school. And, you know, as the joke but not a joke goes, a golf school because that's the team that actually wins. Scott Ritchie is headed to the football game on Friday night, now that we've we've discussed that. Headed to Lawrence, Kansas with our team, Anthony Zillis, uh, Bob Osmussen. Yep. Is there anybody else? Well, Ed's going to be there, of course. So looking forward to that coverage. First Friday night game of the year. I believe Brad Underwood will be in Lawrence. Okay for that game just chopping it up with bill self because they are friends that's great we'll get that coverage from uh our own scott Ritchie. then that'd be a great story maybe a picture anything else we need to know we'll about? see if i can because i think they're going to be in bill self's box so i'm not sure that Come on. they let us peons in you they should yeah well i think so yeah but we'll see if ed can get you in there how about that uh last uh chance to spill some basketball knowledge before we move on um, we'll mention some of the visitors this past weekend. The Penn State game on the 16th remains the big one. Mikey Lewis, um, Larry Johnson, the third. Um, I don't think a relation to Grandma Law, but that's that'd be Larry Johnson who played for the Hornets. That's another old school reference by Scott Ritchie. The, I the 90s Hornets, like I was a Bulls fan, but like it, I was the right age to like the teal and the purple, the Hornets, like good team too. Muggsy Bogues, shout out. Um, so those two Jeremiah Fears will be here for the Penn State game at least that's the schedule Um, and then 
I think later or either later in September or in October, I'm gonna get a visit from. Well, there's several I think scheduled, including some 2020, a lot of like 25, 2025, 2026 prospects, um, including a couple that are gonna I think be playing at the Washington Tournament of Champions. Mm. So they've been kind of releasing. All the teams playing there over the last day or so probably have a good morning Illini Nation about that just so people are aware and maybe go see some Illinois recruiting targets um, in central Illinois. All right, this has been worth the wait, Scott Ritchie, if I may say so myself. Thank you for uh, to our listeners for patiently uh, waiting for Ritchie to drop by the podcast booth. We'll get back to our normal schedule next week, right? Yes. Monday morning. Yes. If we can wake Ed up. After his wild weekend in Kansas. All right. That's it for uh, today. We will talk to everybody next Monday.